0: Most people, including me, have asked many questions throughout my life. Probably you too. So often students do that to teachers. And in this case, this scribe, otherwise known as a lawyer, was trying to one-up Jesus and asking him, what is the first of all commandments? So let's treat this question in the next few minutes Uh, starting with a question that I used to use in prison ministry very often. Is it easy to be a Christian? Now, when I would ask that question in a prison, most of the time, some wise guy in the back would always say, absolutely. And I would retort, you know nothing about Christianity because the real answer is unless one puts themselves in the cross of Christ and his suffering. They don't know what it is to be a Christian. Jesus tells us in John's Gospel, remain in me as I remain in you, just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine. So neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. Because without me, you can do nothing. Our mission as the baptized is essentially to integrate into our lives these two great commandments that Jesus proclaimed. The Lord our God is Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. These two great commandments create in each one of us if we choose to commit to them. To integrate them into our daily lives is a new meaning, it gives a new meaning to our lives. It is a radical countercultural way to think. There's a cacophony of different voices, and they were even in Jesus' time. Hence the scribe. So let us consider these things. Before that, let us consider what St. Paul reminds the, Roman, the Romans and us. Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and pleasing and perfect. Christ came into the world as the light. We love God and neighbor when we follow the Ten Commandments and the moral teachings of the church. And in doing so, we reflect Christ's light in the world that is always in need of that light, even when the world disregards and obstructs it. To love God and to love our neighbor are two commandments, but they are essentially joined, since we can't adequately fulfill one commandment without fulfilling the other. In a society that applauds sexual liberty, excuses rape, defends same-sex marriage, and promotes contraception and abortion based on the loose definition of love wins, our Holy Father, St. John Paul II, reminds us that love is love only when it is lived through the lens of self-sacrifice. If we base our idea of love on attraction, or other fuzzy emotions, we gravely misunderstand the truth about love. We need to look to the cross in order to discover what love and who love is. Jesus set the example of total self-giving to the point of death, and that is what we must do in order to truly choose love. We must die to ourselves in order to will the good of another person, as Saint John Paul II so succinctly explained in his theology of the body, the opposite of love is not hating, it's using someone else. Now, I would suggest also out on our gathering area, the, the family is all along the countertops. That's all the saints. They are also our examples of self-sacrifice, of living an extraordinary, of living an ordinary life in an extraordinary way. It's that supernatural grace that they accepted into their own lives. So, my brothers and sisters, as Christians called to live in the world but not of the world, in light of our readings today, perhaps a personal challenge is is to consider how has the uh, how has my heart been seduced by the secular world? As a part of our loving God and neighbor, our Holy Father Pope Francis has invited all the bishops of the world to the synod of synodality to encounter Christ and to listen to the Holy Spirit and to discern God's plan for the church and for ourselves. Through this process, process, everyone is called to gain clarity on our mission as church by discovering our place in the great narrative of salvation history at the heart of discipleship, to see reality as it really is by knowing the one great story of what God has done through Jesus Christ. After all, in the letters of the Hebrews, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let us consider as we ponder this week how through our own actions, we may love God and our neighbor with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. Let's imagine how we can accomplish these tasks if we were all in the same boat, in the same ship, which we really are. Would it be easier if we got our oars and we rowed? Or would it be easier if we put the sails up? I vote for sails. How about you? Because those sails are powered by the grace that God gives each one of us. And our our first pope, Saint Peter, writes to us in this in this, his second letter, saying, "Therefore, beloved, since you are forewarned, be on your guard not to be led into the error of the unprincipled, and to fulfill and to fill from your own stability, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory now and forever." into eternity. So let us all set our sails this week in the friendship of Christ Jesus and live in grace of charity, of loving God with our whole mind, heart, and strength and loving our neighbor as ourself.